Yes, yes, people. How the fuck you doing? Welcome to another episode of Echoes from the Goddamn Void. Yo, I have to say, I woke up the other day and um, yeah, I just saw all these reports that RBG was dead. And um, yeah, I was just like, Robert Griffin III is dead? Man, he was like, he can't have been that old. And I was trying to wrap my brain like, when did he play for the Redskins? Or the Washington football team, should I say? Um, then I realized, well, firstly, um, you know, I Googled. And um, well, yeah, I, I realized it it wasn't Robert Griffin III, you know, it was Ruth Bader Gainsbourg. But the biggest shock was, yeah, I found that Robert Griffin, you know, he's married. Which then I was like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I thought he was he, well. Not the fact he was married, he's married to a woman I thought he was married to his coach So, I have no real clue what the fuck is going on Because <laughs> yeah, I thought he was married to his coach And there were, he'd got, uh, you know, uh, there would have been a lot of craziness Because, like, people... You know, who supported the team he was playing for Were against gay marriage And I always thought That's just some antiquated bullshit What the fuck's that about But um, yeah I have no clue Who I'm thinking of If this is even real Like what the fuck is happening people I do not Know I mean <sighs> yeah, The weirdest thing right So the company that wanted me to teach them how to market and was a complete shithole, right? Or should I say shit show? So when I, um, you know what I mean? I, I, I managed it, I messaged the marketing, well, the head of marketing, which is so ironic, right? And I was just like, listen, all your stuff seems fraudulent, it, it seems crazy. He never got back to me. But I've just seen they have messaged me again, someone completely new, right? And um asked for a meeting, right? So now they, it looks like they want me to run a monthly marketing module on their on their course to you know students. Which is so fucking perplexing. Like, I, I might just say, listen, yeah, you can give me a call. 
But yeah, it's so fucking weird. I mean, I need the money. <laughs> I need the fucking money, man. Uh, especially because I need gra- I need to get some graphic work done. You know what I mean? So we can start really taking this fucking podcast and the others to the next level. Right? So I need to shit. I need to pay for all of that stuff. Buy new mics. <sighs> but can I work for a fraudulent company? Uh, it's crazy. I don't know. I'll, I'll sit down and talk with them. See what the fuck they have to say. But, um, yo. So... I don't know, this is so weird, right? Harry, like, a lot of places are saying Prince Harry, but I thought that motherfucker stepped down. So it's all very fucking weird. But yeah, him and old Mercs were, um, you know, they were on some uh, US TV show, right? And um, they're so fucking... Full of shit So full of shit So he then comes out and goes US people You need to reject hate speech Be decent And go vote I'm like What the fuck are you talking about What are you talking about Like firstly The Hate speech Stop being a pussy old. If you want to talk on this Because you're not meant to Right But if you're going to talk on it You mean Man up and fucking talk on it Stop with the Reject hate Just say You don't like Trump Vote Biden Because that's what you mean <laughs> Because Biden isn't getting You know what I mean Allegations of Hate speech thrown at him Although You know There is rape Which everyone decides to brush under the Brush under the carpet (laughs) And then he um, Decided to bring on uh, Basically a criminal I'm going to call the bitch a criminal You know As his VP Running mate But yeah No one wants to talk about that shit but yeah, I'm just like stop, Why are you hiding? Stop being an asshole And stop with the hiding But the crazy thing about all of this You want to get involved in US politics And US shit You ran away from the UK When people were mean to your wife Which is fucked up Don't get me wrong about that But instead of staying and trying to fix the issue, right, you ran away. And let's also point out, some of those people were your own fucking family. So, what the fuck? You can't run from an issue, but then go somewhere else and try and act like, oh, I'm going to help you. You're an asshole. You know what I mean? They have such a bunch of dirty little assholes. It must be the whole fucking inbred bloodline coursing through these fucking douchebags, you know what I mean? Veins and shit that kind of, uh, yeah, leads to that. Because what are you doing? God 
that it, yeah, it's just shitty. It's shitty and it's weird. And you just should shut the fuck up. Right? So, um, yeah, there is that. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. There's so much weird shit just happening, right? So much weird shit happening. Like, it's hard to keep track, people. It's really just fucking hard to keep track. But I gotta say, right, we go from all of that to um, the Emmys. The Emmys took place the other night. I'd forgotten all about them. Right? It's just like, ugh. Are we still doing these fucking just bullshit award shows? Are we still doing this shit? And the thing I find really weird, right? The thing I always find just weird and gross about these things is their their weird little creepy need to look like they're making changes, right? Because remember when everyone was mad at the Oscars, And then suddenly, all of a sudden, the next year, Denzel and Haley both win best male and best female. Right? It's just like, what? (laughs) And it wasn't even for their best work. Wasn't for their best work. And it's just so, yeah, so weird that all of a sudden, when you haven't given... A black actor or a black actress Those awards Both, you know I mean Both get it in the same It's just like, come on it's, You're overreaching, you fucks And the Emmys do the same thing The Emmys do the same thing It's creepy Right? It's so fucking Just creepy and sickening And they should be ashamed of themselves Right, because it undermines the the talent that now have won, undermines it, and it's irritating because they're talented motherfuckers, right? But you have just tainted the win because you're a bunch of spineless cunts. Yeah, let's look. The Emmys, they don't, they're not diverse. They're not diverse. They've never been diverse. You know what I mean? Like, what was it? Last year. Well, not even last year. Between 2015 and 2019, 82% of the nominees were white. Yeah. But now, because of that and because... don't let's, let's be real. If... You know what I mean? George Floyd hadn't have died. If Brianna Taylor hadn't have died. If Aubrey Ahmed hadn't have died. None of this would be happening. Right? It's only because of that. Only because of that. That suddenly black people have won awards. That's it. <laughs> it's a joke. But now. You know it's like they get what. Zenad, Zenady. You know, she won leading actress in a drama, which is great. You know, she's talented, 
But, you know what I mean? Now there's a but. <laughs> right? Regina King won uh, an award. She is crazy talented. But now there's a but. Yeah. So all of these talented motherfuckers that have won. You know what I mean? Uzu Aduba. You know what I mean? Like Ron Cyphers Jones, Eddie Murphy, Maya Randolph, Yaya Abdul Mateen. Yeah, there is now a but by those wins. So fuck you, Emmys. And let's just be real fuck award shows. They're a joke. Why do we even pay attention to this shit anymore? Why do we do it? You know what I mean? It baffles me, people. It really does. But, uh, hmm. Let's just get into this week's episode, right? And we can um, rant and talk <laughs> about all the other bullshit happening around the world. All right? Let's go. So... This is weird. I don't know if... I mean, I guess people probably did. But I wonder how many kind of checked it out. But um, there was a reading of Friends with a black cast over Zoom on Tuesday. Gabriel Union hosted it. And I really have no clue why. It it just seems like the oddest, oddest thing to do, right? So we had um, Ryan uh, Michelle Bave played Rachel. Uh, Sterling K Brown was Ross. Uzu Aduba, um, yeah, she was Phoebe. Um, gosh, who else was there? Um, Aisha Hines was Monica, and um, Jeremy Pope was Chandler. Also in play was Kendrick Sampson, uh, and um. Sally Richardson Whitfield directed it. It just it just seems like a weird thing, right? So, I think was it earlier this year? I feel it was earlier this year. Um, God damn it! The dude that played Ross, I can't even remember his name, man. But he was going oh. I think they should remake Friends, but with a black cast. And there's been, people have said that in the past. And it's always like, but why? Right? Friends was always this weird thing. Because it's set in New York, right? Set in New York, which is just diverse as a motherfucker. Right? Now, like... (laughs) You can have, you know, there's certain districts and certain spots that might be predominantly 
one thing. But you're always going to come across a mix of people. But in Fringe, you never really did. <laughs> you never really did. Which always just felt super weird. And the only ever diversity was, you know, Ross had a couple of girlfriends. Like, Union was one. And, um... I believe he dated like an Asian girl I feel that was right But yeah, so it's always a weird thing And it's just like, look There's loads of black shows There's great black shows You know what I mean, just just two that come to mind straight away Insecure in Atlanta You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't need friends I don't know why we want friends It's weird So then to do a, a read through But with all black cast It's just like but Why? Like what's the purpose of this? There's like If you're just going to play the characters Like the characters are seen Then it's just That's boring Right, to play them as anything else, people will just go, Ugh, what is this? Like, it, it's just some pointless shit. Now, if you want to create something different, you know, take that kernel and create something else, which kind of we've already had anyway. But back in the day, the networks just wouldn't let breathe and cancelled. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. What, like, uh, it just seems weird. And I'm real curious to, yeah, how many people checked it out and what the, what the reactions were. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, I'm just baffled. I'm baffled, people. Fucking baffled. Okay, so after Pepsi, you know what I mean? They made the changes to, and I believe they did retire the name Aunt Jemima, right? So, um, yeah, they did that, whoo, a few months back. Hmm, I forget when, but yeah, I feel it was June or something, right? So Pepsi did that. So you kind of felt that, it was just a matter of time Just a matter of time before Mars did something too And so now they have come forward and said they are retiring Uncle Ben Um, yeah Now, <laughs> they're changing the name But they're changing the name to Ben's original Which Kind of like I don't know what that even means Like what the fuck is that <laughs> You know what I mean You're kind of like <coughs> If you're changing Just change to fuck it Change the name Right Ben's original is just It just sounds weird Right, what the fuck is the logo? I don't think you can really have a logo. You just probably have to go with, you know, some typology there. Because, yeah, I don't even know. It's weird. It's fucking weird. 
Now, it's interesting because supposedly what happened was um, they'd asked a head waiter at a fancy Chicago restaurant to pose and be the face of the brand, right? So that was in, you know, 1947. Now, if, because, you know, the company wants to talk about equality and all of this, right? So, but the thing being, so was he paid residuals? You know, that's the thing, like, did you pay him? What was that situation? Because if we're trying to say that we're being all fair and shit like that, why don't we start there? You know what I mean? Like, if he wasn't, how about you uh, back pay the family? Right? Back pay the family. I'm sure, <laughs> I am sure that especially right now, that money would not hurt. You know what I mean? I'm sure the family they might help pay um you know kids through university, something like that. But hey, start there. Start there. And it's like you you look at these things and these companies making these just kind of bullshit moves, right? Trying to make these bullshit moves. Because in 2007 they were like, oh, we're updating the brand. So instead of having, you know, Uncle Ben as a head waiter, they wanted to say that he was the um, chairman of the board, right? So in 2007, you were like, mm, this doesn't sit right. Let's make some changes. So it, it's... It's weird, like all of this is weird, right? So now, Mars, uh, you know, obviously they're scrambling, but they want to look good. So they uh, are saying that they've, um, you know, they're working with the National Urban League in America, and they're giving um, a two million donation towards scholarships and investing. 2.5 million in um Greenville, Mississippi, you know, where the rice is getting manufactured. But come on, let's be real. 2 million isn't that's not really anything to Mars. That is just real. <laughs> that's just, that's probably a Dividend that you know what I mean, like the CEO gets each year. That's not a lot of money. They could give more. They could give more. Let's be honest, right? Because you know they want to make these broad statements like the brand is not just changing its name and image on the packaging. It is also taking action to enhance inclusion and equality and setting out its new brand purpose to create opportunities that offer everyone a seat at the table. And you just think to yourself, when you hear these companies make these fucking statements, you're just like, why? You're like, why the fuck are you saying this? 
Because surely, right? Surely these things should have been in place anyway. Right? Surely it should have been, you know, a company that had equality at its motherfucking core. That should have been a foundational point. A KPI, motherfuckers. You're going, oh, we're going to offer everyone the opportunity for a seat at the table. So, so are you just saying that you were a backward, fucking, racist Piece of shit company Because if that's what you're saying Shouldn't you then open up your HR records And look at all these black people And other ethnic groups That possibly applied for roles And didn't get the jobs And maybe look into that shit Maybe do that because it, it, you know, these sort of statements kind of make you think. So, did you have some sort of policy where you weren't employing minorities? Right? Is this a thing? Because if that's not the case, you don't need to make that statement. Right? You don't need to make these fucking just gross gestures. These weak ass window dressing superficial fucking dress you know gestures because you should be saying right now we've always I mean we've always been big on inclusion and we just continue to do it. You know, if if companies need help, hey, we're we're here. We can tell you what we've been doing for years. Right, that's what companies should be coming out and saying Not this sort of shit But when you say this sort of shit Right, it screams lawsuits to me <laughs> You know what I mean? Because, hey, you're, you're essentially saying You've been screwing people over for, for years Right? I don't know Maybe I'm wrong But that's what it looks like to me so, uh, yeah, let's start opening up the fucking books. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what we need to be doing. Hey, so, uh, yeah, Mars. How about that, motherfuckers? Okay, so, the Ellen Show is back on air. Right, and yeah, she came out, made her big announcement. Right, firstly, why are all of these shows piping in laughter? It's so fucking creepy, and it's just like, just, just don't like if if you can't do it. With people there, right? If you don't want to test people to have them in the audience, you know, socially distance apart, obviously. Ugh. But if you don't want to do that, don't pipe in fucking laughter because it's it's weird, right? And it's just like, you know, you you can't 
<laughs> just flow. You know, if you really want people to laugh at your jokes, yeah, you know, just don't tell jokes, right? Don't have jokes because listen, even with an audience, the laughter is fake. Let's be real. Because you had the people at the front prompting you to laugh You know, if you don't laugh enough It's just like, cut, cut Okay, that was great, people We want you to laugh a bit louder this time So let's go from when she says You know, so it's all fake But just canned laughter It's just creepy as fuck, man You know and the, the the crazy thing is, like, I would have been, I mean, to be honest, I don't really care. <laughs> you know, I don't care. But it's just like, why didn't you just come out and be real? Because, look, this, this all feels like you're reading off a teleprompter. You know what I mean? It's not honest. Let's be real. There's no honesty happening here. And she could have. As it's just like, oh, as you might have heard, stop, everyone heard. Like, you don't need to be like, as you might have heard. Anyone watching your show heard, right? So just be like, listen, shit went down. We had an event. Then you could have just, if you had said that, it would have been better. But it's just the whole, we had an investigation. And, you know, we're making changes, right? My name is on the show, so I take responsibility. And it's just like, come on, come on, let's be real. Because if you didn't know, if you didn't know, you're acting like you hadn't heard. There were so many complaints for you to not have heard, that's just you. That's just you dropping the fucking ball. You know what I mean? Sleeping at the fucking wheel, right? So let's be real. You knew this shit was happening, right? But the complaints were about you yourself. Right, so to, to, to the whole D, oh yeah, it was a toxic work environment and we've got rid of those people. But what the complaints about you, address, just address that shit. Because you're just like, oh, people say I'm the be kind woman and blah, 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 blah. No, it's not that. It's just the bullshit. So, listen, just, just be truthful. Look. You know what I mean? Because if you just said, listen, right? What what people are saying is, yeah, I've been mean. And it's not that I'm mean. It's just, I, I, I can't talk to people every, all day, right? So if there's a moment where I'm like, I, I can't talk, right? That's not being mean. That's just me trying to, Fucking rest my voice Just get some focus You know, so people might misconstrue Or just think Because I've talked to everyone else That because I didn't talk to you No, I need some time myself Right, that's all it is, people 
And if you haven't worked at a workplace where for some reason someone doesn't like the book, everyone else does, but this one person just doesn't fight, that's all it is. It's all it is. I can't help if there's a few people that don't like me. So be it. It's how shit is. Not everyone is going to like you. Like, if she'd been real and just said that kind of shit, boom. But this, it's kind of fake. There's that whole, Helen was, Helen was mean to me. That's just some bullshit, right? Why do you want to love your butt? You, look, there's the odd occasion where you might be in a workplace and you get on with everyone. And you like your boss and everything is great. The mo- like the likelihood is you're not going to. And you think your boss is a dick. As long as they let you do what you need to do, it's fine, right? It's fine. So sometimes, you know what I mean? Because I've seen it when people be like, oh, they were so rude to me. And you'd be like... What? No. You asked for a holiday at the last minute and they said no. That ain't being rude or mean. You fucked up. (laughs) That was on you. (laughs) You know, some people want to pass the buck. So just own this shit. Just own the shit, Ellen. You know what I mean? Stop with the whole, oh yeah, we put, you know, I got rid of the people that were bad. When, you know, you know that a lot of the talk was on you. You be mean, so just address that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Tell people to fuck off. You know what I mean? Just, yeah, address it. Be, be real. Stop with the fake shit. Because no one really cares. No one cares. No one cares. Right? It's just the lies that people just find a bit, like, weird and hard to swallow. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I But let's be real. The people that are going to watch Ellen are always going to watch Ellen. So it is what it is. And who cares? If people find it good... If people enjoy that, if that helps them through their day, so be it. So be it. And I'm assuming, right, even though the people are like, oh, I didn't like the show, find a new job. (laughs) You know what I mean? Find a new job, right? You're getting paid. So there's that. At least you're getting paid. So shit could be, I mean, shit could be definitely worse. And as everyone's discovered, yeah, this is worse. So, (laughs) you mean, all of that stuff, it's just like, whatever. Because, listen, in all honesty, I think, yeah, she's probably, you know, some cranky ass bitch. But who isn't? And then on the flip... Right, there's gonna be some people who, yeah, some there is definitely probably shit that has happened in the workplace, right? But then there are other people that are just butt hurt. So you know, that's just what happens in the workplace, people. 
It's not all roses and fucking pearls, baby. Okay, so this is this is pretty big, right? It I mean it's pretty big, but it's pretty it's still not really enough, right? And I mean, listen, last week we talked about the settlement that Louisville had handed out to uh, the family of Brianna Taylor. Well, it just um, has come through that one of the police officers involved has been arrested. Which you would go, great, but what about the others? You know, and what are the charges? Well, this is where it gets kind of squirrely, right? So, um, yeah, the charges are odd. Charges are real friggin' odd, you know? Uh, so, what it turns out to be... Well, firstly, it's Brett H- Hankinson um, that has been charged... Um, and he's the officer that was sacked after, well, I was going to say after the incident, but no, (laughs) it definitely wasn't after the fucking incident, he was sacked in June, you know, um, but yeah, he's the one that's been charged, right, and, um, see, the thing is, right, so when he was, you know, fired the um in in the uh, the his letter of termination it said that it was because he wantonly and blindly fired 10 rounds during the raid and that's kind of you know part of how he's been charged right so um he's basically been charged with three counts of wanton endangerment, which are over the shots that because the shots that were fired went through the walls into the neighboring apartment, right? So, you know, it's a crazy fucking situation. Imagine that you're in a nut. Firstly, no shots should have been fired anyway, but then you're in another apartment, you hear commotion in one. Suddenly bullets are flying through You know what I mean It's some crazy shit But he's getting charged for that So not The murder And um So he's got three charges Right Each charge carries um, If you want Maximum of five years So he might get Fifteen years in prison but he, he might not. <laughs> that, that, that's the crazy thing. It's This really feels like a weird situation. You know, it, it, it doesn't feel like it's answered anything. Right? Because just the, just the call in general, it shouldn't have happened. Like, nothing that took place that night should have happened. And this is the answer to all of that. It is 
weird. Yo, so they had a, a no-knock order. No-knock order to break into the house. So they used a battering ram, knocked down the front door. Knocked down the front door. Uh, there's supposedly... There were drugs in the house. Never found any drugs. Because the person they were looking for didn't even live in that property. So why the fuck are they hitting that property? You know, it, it, there's so many just wrongdoings that happened. You know... And it, it, it's a, a crazy thing, right? So the police lied so many times, so many times about the whole incident. And it seems like that isn't really taken into account. You you just, this isn't justice. Right, no one's looking for a lynching or anything like that. It's a matter of justice, right? This is the the, the big thing about this, and why I feel everyone is so just bemused and enraged. Because remember, Miss Taylor was killed on the thirteenth of March. <laughs> the thirteenth of March, right, so it was before, before George Floyd, right, after, um, Aubrey, uh, Ahmed, yo, so then, yo, she's killed, and nothing happened until June, where one officer is sacked, and the rest are put on, uh, you know, administrative leave, which you would think, well, surely, there's investigations, surely, arrests, if you're sacking people, and you're putting people on leave, then surely, right, we're doing some shit, now, there was talk about the FBI looking into it all, but we never heard anything, there was always these rumblings, like, oh, this is gonna happen, but nothing ever died, Right, so you're just like, what's happening? So then there's the big payout, the 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 most money ever paid paid for a police misconduct. And then there's this. You're just like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what is this? It is. So odd, right? So fucking odd. You know what I mean? Like, and just yeah, just the lies. Like the police saying that, you know, they um had knocked on the door when they never did. Right? The police saying that um oh man, just god damn it. Was they uh you know what I mean? Just Oh, it's so frustrating. So they said, uh, you know, in the police report after the fact, right, they said, uh, um, you know, Brianna Taylor wasn't injured. They said that no force was used to enter. 
And that's just a few, they, there were so many lies that occurred, right? Just the fact that they said they knocked when even, like, a neighbour was just like, no one knocked. So none of that seems to be taken into any sort of account, right? They even tried to charge um, her boyfriend with attempted murder. Because he heard hearing them batter down the door. He's thinking people are trying to, you know, rob and house invade them. So he fires a shot. And, you know, that one shot hit one of the officers in the leg. Right? And you think, you got hit in the leg. She was hit. Ten times and died. I mean, come on. But yeah, he um you know, Mr. Walker, he like he was charged. How crazy is that? Charged with murder. That is insane. Insane. And the case was only dropped in May. So basically two months later. So after everything, seeing everything went down, hearing all of that, they were still going to press ahead. But it only got dropped because, you know, come May, the whole world is looking in now. You, you just kind of... <laughs> you, you just bemused by this whole situation. And on top of this, so, you know, only Hackinson is being charged, right? Only him. But uh, the other officers involved, Miles Cosgrove um, and Jonathan Mattingly, plus supposedly there were three others, right? They're... They haven't been charged. And you kind of think, why aren't they being charged? Now they're on leave. Now, what is really concerning is Mattingly sent an email to a thousand of his colleagues at the weekend. Right. And um, part of this email has been published. So he's saying, regardless of the outcome today or Wednesday, I know we did the legal, moral and ethical thing that night. Hmm, okay. It's sad how the good guys are demonised and the criminals are canonised. Your civil rights mean nothing, but the criminal has total autonomy. Now, <laughs> there is so much wrong with that, right? Because firstly, they weren't criminals. Like, Brianna Taylor had no criminal record at all. You know, she dated an arsehole once. <laughs> like, how many people can say, you know what I mean? Yeah, I dated someone that was just, you know, messy. But that's not a crime. She's she wasn't dating him at the time, 
Do you know what I mean? So they weren't criminals. But their house got raided. She got killed. Right? The the no-knock warrant was bogus. Right? The write-up to get the warrant was bullshit. And it should never have been issued. You know, the fact that they, you know, lied. Like, oh, we knocked. (laughs) You know, you didn't knock. There's the, all the lies and everything like that And he's claiming that they did You know, the moral, legal and ethical thing Right, so you're thinking after all of that After finding out Like, maybe he didn't fire a shot Right, maybe he was told Right, we have to go and do this He didn't know He's following orders He's gone in Right, but once you find out Surely you're like, ugh, man, I, I, I thought we were doing a legal bust. Do you know what I mean? thought we were doing a legal bust? I can't believe this shit. It, it makes me feel sick, right? You'd think someone would have that attitude. But to think like this, you, you have to say to yourself, this guy cannot be a cop. This is completely the wrong attitude And this is the problem Right, so everyone's saying Defund the police, which is Pretty moronic, right What you, you know, What everyone should be Clamouring for Is Extra training for the police And firstly A more stringent Application process Yo, you want to weed out these people before they ever get to put on a motherfucking badge. There's someone with that attitude. It's insane. And why are you sending an email to like a thousand colleagues? It's crazy. It's crazy. Now... I I would hope that this isn't the end of this. You know, I I hope that Hackinson gets charged with the actual murder. You know, because if you're firing blindly into a house that you've, you know, you've essentially broken into, that's what that is, right? Because I believe if you are a part of a drive-by... You know, and you f- you're firing your gun, and a bullet hits and kills an innocent bystander. You're charged with murder. So you're thinking, wait, surely it should work the other way around, right? So yeah, charge these people with murder. And Louisville knew that this is a fucked up, you know, decision because. You know, they put the place on lockdown It's The mayor issued a curfew And you're kind of like Yeah They issued a curfew Because this is nuts So uh, Man, I, I hope That more comes from this Because this This is some crazy ass shit, man This hasn't really yeah, you kind of feel that it hasn't really addressed anything. You know, it's just some 
window dressing. You know, so god damn it, they need to do more. They need to do fucking more, man. Ah, oh, it drives you insane, right? Drives you fucking insane. Okay, people, this week's chin check looks ahead to UFC 253. The middleweight belt and the light heavyweight both on the line. It's a you know, stacked card and we're going to break it all down. So, once you're done with this, go check that out, people. And share with all your friends. Alright? Cool. Now let's get back to um, what we're doing. Alright? Okay, so I was... Uh, basically, I couldn't sleep. Couldn't sleep. And, I mean, it's nothing new, right? And I'm sitting around thinking, what shall I check out? And I stumbled on this thing on Netflix. American Barbecue Showdown. And, uh, yeah, I thought, alright, let me check it out Bit of a mistake, because instantly I'm friggin' hungry <laughs> you know I mean? And trying to find a spot that delivers, that does crazy good ribs Is difficult But, yeah, watching this show, uh, it's like a cookery show There's eight episodes, um... I don't know, they're around, what, 40 minutes, maybe an episode, something like that, I think, uh, yeah, it's just a, uh, it's interesting, right, you've got these, um, four judges, right, two are legitimate barbecue experts, supposedly, because I don't know who the hell any of these people are, <laughs> to tell you the truth, you know what I mean? You've got, um, oh, what is the name of the judges? Van, so, yeah, just two, um, as I said, two legitimate ones, um, which were, god damn it, ah, that's it, Melissa Cookston, right? So, she's supposedly a seven time world barbecue champion, you know, written books. Has a restaurants, all of that jazz. So she seemed. It seemed like she was meant to be like the top one. Then you had another guy, Kevin Bloodsoe, who as well is a supposedly a well-known pitmaster. Has restaurants, all of that jazz. So they were the the main hosts. Then you had Rutledge. Rutledge Wood, who I know from Hyperdrive, <laughs> and um, Lyric Lewis, right, um, who is a comedian, I don't, I feel I've, I've come across her, but I can't quite remember, I, I, it did make me wonder, because I'm just like, wait, why is Rutledge Raj hosting this, like, not that he's a bad host or anything, but... It seemed that he was a car dude, you know, after checking out Hyperdrive. So it just is like, oh, okay, so you're doing this now. All right, whatever. Now, it, it, it was a weird one, though, because him and Lewis, they didn't really have that much to say, right? Because when it came to the breakdowns of the food and everything like that, 
you were mainly um you know what I mean you were mainly having the the, the points from uh, Cookson and Bloodsoe right they did yeah you, know, you never went to um Lewis or Wood and they'd be like yeah no so the meat I thought was really dry but the spice flavor was incredible like they they yeah they said nothing about the food they just came in with some little jokes or just some besides and that kind of thing but uh yeah so they didn't really have a lot to do other it's like hey everyone the competition starts now or it's Done, put down your cooking utensil Like, that was them <laughs> That's basically all they did Right, but um, Yeah You then had a group Of contestants Who were Let's say interesting <laughs> Just I don't even fucking know Right, yeah, there's some Odd Odd fucking people, right? So, um, there was a guy called uh, Boatwright, right? Boatwright, <laughs> I was like, say what? <laughs> that was this motherfucker's name. Um, you also then had another dude called Shotgun. <laughs> And another dude called Grubs. <laughs> now, like, the other people had normal names, right? But, uh, yeah, you had a, a, a woman, um, Tina Cannon. Then um, Georgia Chasen. Who, I think, like, the first two episodes, you didn't even really see her. Right? She only really kind of started to... I mean, she... She was there, but you didn't really have any focus on her, I think, until the third episode, um, or maybe the end of the second, I forget. Had Sylvie Curry, um, Rashid Phillips, and Ashley Thompson. And, you know, as typical with, like, these kind of things, you got a background on each of the person... You know, uh, like giving us a, you know, what they've done and everything like that. Now, everyone has done the barbecue competition circuit, it would seem, apart from Rashid Phillips, who who was kind of a beginner. I don't even know, like, they didn't really say how they selected all of these people for the competition. You know what I mean? Um... Yeah, you do wonder, right? Because with some of the things some people were doing, you're like, were you in for your character or your cooking skills? Right? Because your cooking skills seem to be limited. <laughs> that was one thing. But, that, you know, when they were talking to um Phillips, it was... Because he was just like, oh yeah, you know, I was born in Jamaica And, you know, I came to America when I was a teenager And blah, blah, blah And uh, he's like, oh, I like to cook like this and this and this And he was just like, um, 
oh, when I cook, I try and put all of my heritage into what I do. And he's like, oh, I, I did 23 and Me, and I discovered that some of my parents, like some of my ancestors, um, are from uh, like Latin, um, yeah, I think it was like Latin America, something like that, right? And um, he then was like, I guess that's why I, um, I like this type of food. And I'm just like, wait, you only just found that out. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Is this, It's not like... Ah, you know what I mean? I, I, it just infuriates me. People do these stupid genealogy things and then go, Oh, that must be why I like sugar. And you'd be like, shut up. You're an asshole. You're a straight-up moron. Um, you had, like, Tina, this Tina woman who... um. Comes in wearing pearls And every time It was just like oh I don't know How to do this or oh I'm so shocked but you're Just like you do know how to Do it like you know what I mean because You're wearing pearl And I think she even admitted it Quickly at one point that She wears the pearls to let People kind of assume That she's date this dainty woman But then she can cook Right, so it's just like just just stop, <laughs> just stop with the bullshit. But you kind of feel a lot of people. There's so many of the people who are like, oh, I don't know how to cook that, or oh, I don't know what I'm doing with that, and you're just like, what? But then when it came to you, know, the food getting served up, yeah, it says, oh, you cooked it perfectly, and you're like, hmm. <laughs> I thought you didn't know how to cook that Now a couple of times I think we saw people Test cook something Right And I'm thinking Yeah that makes sense Like if you don't know how to cook something That makes sense Right Trial a little thing And go okay right I need to do it for longer Or oh, it doesn't take the taste so Let me add something else So all of that and you're like yeah that makes sense But we didn't see that from everyone You know what I mean Another thing that always Irritates me And you just see in any type of pro Sporting program Like any sort of program Like there's this dude One of the dudes called Ashley He's like oh my friend he died, my friend Big Worm, and um, yeah, I, I want to win this competition for him. And so every fucking challenge, every challenge, it was just like, yeah, this one's for Big Worm. And he's just like, shut up, <laughs> just stop, stop. What are you doing? You know, because it's kind of like, you're, you're using that as a bargaining tool You know what I mean? It, it, it's not so much Like if you dropped it at the end Right? You'd be like Oh, you know I'm, I'm glad I got this far Because, you know I was kind of doing it In the memory of my friend Who I used to do it That's fine But to do it from the beginning And then mention it Every five fucking seconds You're basically like Yeah, I know I fucked this up 
But remember, I'm doing it this in memory of my dead friend. So if you vote me off, you're saying you don't you don't care. And that's kind of shit, right? So uh, you voting me through? You voting me through? That's kind of what that is. And it's bullshit. It is bullshit. And I just don't want to hear it. Every five fucking seconds. Like, ugh, stop. I have to say, I have to say, and look, this ain't a jab. This ain't a jab. But, <laughs> they are, but, like, I wonder, there's a, most of this cooking was done outside. Some, there were some bits which they had to do inside, in this cooking bit inside. But, you know, the steaming and whatnot, all of those things are outside. And you just think, thank God. Because some, like, a lot of these contestants are not small. And you're thinking, in these temperatures, in that heat, whoo, that place must have stunk like a motherfucker. God damn. And you're just like, when you're eating all of this shit, no, no wonder your friend died. Come on, be some healthy, you know what I mean? Just like you don't have to be unhealthy. What the fuck? fuck is going on but i always find interesting because look you see it with all all types of cookery programs and i really you know like you i i kind of find sometimes i watch one season and then that's it because you just get bored it's the same thing over and over again like the format never changes it's just like oh god Kind of the same with this. I'm kind of like, yeah, it, it was fine. I'm not gonna. I wouldn't watch it again. Like, I just couldn't be bothered with the same things over and over again. But you just got these like, they get set a challenge. You know, you've got twelve hours to cook this, and they're like, oh, 12 hours. Oh, I can't believe we got this amount of time. And then midway through, they get a challenge, but you're just like. If you've seen any sort of cooking show, you'd be like, yeah, obviously, there'd be a challenge, right? And you, you, these people, they're getting given all these things to cook. It's barbecue, right? So you think, okay, there are, stan- there are standard things, probably, that we would have to cook. And especially these fuckers that are doing all the competitions, you'd think, all right, Usually the categories in the competitions are these. You know, the type of things that you have to cook are these. Then you would look at the judges and you think, oh, this woman is famous for doing hogs or doing this or doing that. Let me look at that. Let me try and uh, customize myself with how you would do this. But yeah, you'd have them go, I have no clue how to do that. Oh, I'm in trouble. And then they fuck it up. And you just be like, are you stupid? What is wrong with you? This is blowing my mind. Yeah, it's just, just insane. 
just insane that they yeah it was it was yeah weird it was weird at times and i have to say also with the challenges you sometimes say you go um you know, be breaking down the food, and you'd hear him go, okay, so, no, the food, the flavor's really good, like, um, that meat is dry, and I didn't, we didn't like two of your sides, but everything else was great, then someone else, they'd be like, oh, yeah, all your meat is good, loved all your sides, but the other person wins, and you're like, wait, hold on, hold on, you said that that person, you liked all their shit, that person you didn't, so how do they win? It was, and you got that at the end, in the final challenge, there was a little something like that, right? And you're just like, huh? How is, it's just like, if you don't like two of the sides, two of the sides, and you're saying that one of the meat is dry, but then the other person, you did say that a meat is, uh, some of it's dry, some of it isn't, right? But all the sides you liked, then surely they win. So yeah, it's a little confusing when it comes to that. But yeah, I, 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 that's really nothing new, really. I guess when you watch these cookery shows They are very fucking inconsistent With a lot of the shit they say <laughs> You know what I mean Alright the, the last thing I will say that d- The dude grubs Everything was oh, I call this my grub sauce I call this my grub And you're just like you need to stop <laughs> Yeah need to fucking stop Stop, stop trying to name everything after yourself Yeah, fucking weird motherfucker Like, god damn it Whew. Definitely some odd people Amazing, like I do I do enjoy cookery shows Because, um I don't know, sometimes you watch And even if it's just like Well, I'm never gonna cook that Right but that mix of flavor that seems interesting. So I could utilize that with something else. So I like that. I kind of still ingredient combinations, or sometimes it's not even like you see them mix two different things, and you just think, actually, if I did that and that. Like nothing to do with that But it makes you think right And you think oh I could do that and that That would work right So yeah I get kind of inspiration Because yeah I'm not going to cook a fucking whole hog That's I don't even know where I would But um Yeah It's an odd one If you are a huge fan of cookery stuff You'll love it Right me, I'm just, I'm always one and done I can't, it bores me I think a new season of Bake Off is starting And the great British menu I'm gonna like, ugh Just, no No, 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 no But, uh, yeah Watching some good barbecue Woo! 
<laughs> but um, yeah, I just want to go get some barbecue now. Fucking hungry. Oh yeah, it's the cross I bear, people. It's the cross I bear. Okay, so this week I checked out Dogs of War. So this is by Adrian uh, Tukowski. Uh, it's narrated by Nathan Osgood, uh, Lawrence Bouvard, and William Hope. The gist of the book is this. Rex is a good dog. He loves humans. He hates enemies. He's utterly obedient to master. He's also seven foot tall, at the shoulder, bulletproof, bristling with heavy caliber weaponry and his voice resonates with subsonics especially designed to instill fear with dragon honey and bees he's part of a multi-form assault pack operate operating in the lawless anarchy of Campeche, southern mexico Rex is genetically engineered bioform, a deadly weapon in a dirty war. He has the intelligence to carry out his orders and feedback implants to reward him when he does. All he wants is to be a good dog. And to do that, he must do exactly what Master says. And Master says he's got to kill a lot of enemies. But who exactly are these enemies? What happens when Master is tried as a war criminal? What rights does the Geneva Convention grant weapons? Do Rex and his fellow bioforms even have a right to exist? And what happens when Rex slips the leash? These are all questions asked within the book. <laughs> of course they are. Now, um, this is, it's kind of like, um, I'd say, three books kind of put together. Yeah, I would, yeah, I think I would say that. Well, three novellas, let's say that The first one being, you know, just everything that's happening in Compeche So, you know, Rex is a, you know, he's a he's, he's like a drone, let's say You know, cr created to carry out, you know, just these dirty jobs That um, humans don't want to do you know, and do the things that would, you know, maybe make people flinch and are a bit too dangerous. So that's why he's been created, you know, and he does it well. You know, he's controlled by someone, you know, and they, because he is a dog, right? So this is the thing that you do kind of, it's a bit hard to kind of picture because, at some points, he's talked about like he's just a machine, and others he's still part dog. But then you hear he's seven foot tall, so it's just like, ah, what's happening? I don't understand. But yeah, so I think they're bred. They're meant to be bred, and um, you know, altered 
gene therapy, all of that. There's machine parts in. Probably think they're Terminator from Terminator 2. Maybe something along those lines. But uh, yeah, he's, you know, he's controlled by, by human, which, <laughs> that's the problem, right? It, it, you know, these guns aren't, you know, they're not really evil, but when they're wielded by evil people, they do damage, and that's the same with a bioform, you know, because he's carrying out these orders, killing these people, and, uh, yeah, because they're the orders he's been given, and that's the parameters, follow orders, but then what if, you know, the people you've been told to kill aren't really bad people, so that's the question kind of thrown up at the beginning here, you know, we were like, hmm, this this could all be, you know, like this private little war someone's trying to do. But then, when people kind of, you know, they, they work out what's going on, the only thing you can do is destroy the evidence. But what happens here, the evidence is set free. So Rex and his crew... You know, they've been um yeah, given a you know a little code that breaks them away. And um yeah, that's the next kind of thing. So you know, we, we have this story that follows like this first kind of situation, and that's one thing, right? Now you've got Rex and the crew separate, which you know, so we deal with that, but then that really kind of goes somewhere when, you know, they're taken back to America, right, so now it becomes a court drama, as it were, and and this kind of feel, it, you know, it's a different thing, it's a now a different entity, because they're talking about all the legal ramifications and the rights and whether, you know, Rex has rights. And what is he? Like, what's the perception? How are people viewing these things? Yeah, and, and so we get all of this. Uh, like, a, a few things happen that kind of make you go, huh? Like, there's a thing in court. Right, and yeah, kind of feel if something's been created where it uh obeys a specific person, you can't really have that thing near that person because the person is going to be able to manipulate. So, when this kind of happens, you're kind of like, wait, but that's kind of obvious. How is it no one, no one thought of that, but it's all meant to play into this other thing, and it's just like, mm, that's fine, right, I buy that, but to have it that no one considered, you know, the other thing, 
that always seems, it just kind of plays off a little odd, you know, and I think a few things that go down in the, the, you know, the next part of the book, they do play a little odd, because it's, it's all things that you just think, but why wouldn't anyone take that into consideration, how is that allowed to go on, you know, it, it, it's just a bit like, ah, it's a little too easy, it's a little bit, you know, it does kind of, what it reminded me of, and it, you know, obviously it's not the same thing, but Fuzzy Nation, so this was a, um, a book by John Scalazzi, I think that's how you pronounced it, he did Red Shirts, you know, locked in, all of that, old man war, um, and yeah, so Fuzzy Nation, he, he kind of went into this world that, you know, it's a, a, it's a set of books that have old, I think they were written in the 40s, and he, you know, did a new spin on it, and part of that was, you know, they, people find these creatures, then realise, actually, they're sentient, you know, people shouldn't be able to kill them and, and all of this. And then it's just this battle to be like, oh, do these creatures have rights? Uh, and, you know, it's very interesting, right? I, I think it's a really good book. I definitely would recommend it. And so, yeah, the second kind of novella, as I kind of look at it, of Dogs of War, plays like that. You know, this whole court, court drama, and the look for, uh, you know, rights, and it's fine, right, in Dogs of War, but I just don't think it goes as far as Fuzzy Nation, you know, and as, and especially with the information, I don't think we get all the information, I don't think it's fully, really laid out, yeah, maybe, you know, Trotsky is thinking, ah, it could be a bit complex, maybe it's going to bore people, but I just think it leaves things a little bit loose in the interpretation of, you know, where's everything meant to go now, right, so then you get, like, the third kind of, you know, part where the dogs are back, the dogs are back fighting, and it's just like, okay, but now they've got rights and all of this. And the third third part, it just came, like, that's probably the weakest part. Just because it just kind of, boom, it's just there, right? And you don't really have as much compulsion to care now. It just feels like it's gone on a bit long, you know, and yeah, the just the interest level, a bit like ah, okay, I guess, I guess, because you've got all these things happening, you know, which is the kind of evolution of technology, but without any real lead into it, it's just stuff. 
You know what I mean? It's just new things that have occurred. And yeah, fine. You know, like Rex and his friends are going to go sort it out. And I think, you know, you look at it all and you just like, well, we kind of know what's going to happen here. You know, there's only one real way this is all going. Even with, like, suddenly just, you know, just as happens in a lot of kind of things, that, you know, they throw up a load of faceless opponents to be killed. You know, like in the, the Star Wars prequels, you've got the drone war, so now it's just, oh, just thousands of thousands of drones to get chopped down. And that's what it kind of feels, just a load of faceless people, blah, blah, blah. We get... There's a dolphin character that gets kind of brought in. But it's just like, it's an interesting concept. But, you know, not really any time to, again, go into it with any depth. Or, you know, to have any real empathy and compassion for the character. You know, it's just like a tack on. Which is fine. Like, it's... It's not to say this is a terrible book, right? I just think it starts off maybe stronger than what it ends. And that was the big thing, you know? It's just like maybe if it was three novellas, you know, add a little bit more and you create more of a pull for people to be like, okay, yeah, no, so how is that going to go? And, oh, I feel bad that that's, you know, maybe that would happen. But maybe not, right? Maybe not. You know, I don't know. But that's just the way it all kind of played out for me. Like, the narration, nation was real good. You know, that that helped because, yeah, we got different characters. And even though they're, you know, part robot. I think, the, you know, having different people read for them helps, helps create those separate entities, right? And, and at least gives you that. But, um, yeah, I don't know, it's interesting. I'd say, because, you know, Trotsky, he's, he's written a load of books. So if you're a fan of his, you know, if you like his writing... And stuff, then yeah, you know, this I can imagine this could be of interest. I do believe there is a um a sequel coming as well. Uh I'd I'd say that it's probably you know not my favorite of his of his books. You know, there's other stuff that I've kind of Enjoyed a bit more, you know, but it does have like, yeah, it, there is some interesting stuff. And as I said, look, if you enjoyed Fuzzy Nation, then, um, yeah, this could, you know, also pique your interest. So, um, yeah, go check it out, it's on Audible. Um, the new version, the new book, Bare Head, that's out next year, I think. Um, but yeah, dogs of war, people.
Dogs of War. Okay, people, so as we draw to an end, let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of TV. So, if you, um, you're a big Stars fan and you were uh, tuned in for all those seasons of power and were mad happy when you heard that it got, you know, all those spin-offs, right? So, Power Book 2 Ghost... That just started Well, the folks at Stars Are extremely pleased With the numbers And they've handed it A second season Already Which, um, yeah they, they, You know what I mean Everyone must be pleased It'll be interesting to see what the Other spin-offs are gonna be like You know, if this one Has already You know what I mean Got a yeah, people talking. Alright, so over at CW, they have decided that Supergirl will be coming to a close with its sixth season that will air next year in um, 2021. You know, um, yeah, I mean, they've got a load of these DC shows, right? So, uh, you know, I'm sure they have something to fill the wings, right? Um, now HBO, they haven't given us much, but their latest update on House of Dragons, the Game of Thrones prequel, um, is that they are hoping to debut the show in 2022. Now. This is, uh, you know, all determined on how quickly they finish off their casting and everything. So, uh, yeah, we will see what happens with that one, I would say. <laughs> okay, so um, over at Fox, they uh, have just handed out renewals to Family Guy and Bob's Burger. Both shows will get an extra two seasons, which will mean Family Guy goes up to its 20th season and Bob's Burger its 13th. Seeing the shows run right now up until 2023. So, uh, yeah, you know, both are very popular. I wouldn't be surprised if they get renewed after that as well. You know what I mean? Um, now, Patricia Arquette has a new show um, Yeah, it's over at Apple Plus, right? Ben Stiller is, you know, he's down to direct the first episode No word if he'll be doing any others But he will be executive producing the show along with Arquette Now, she will be playing Peggy a former addict who decides to make a new start after the death of her beloved mother with whom she lived in the small desert town of Yucca Valley. Peggy makes a life-changing decision to become a private investigator. Yeah. Sounds riveting. 
Okay, so sci-fi, they have a new show, uh, yeah, that they've just greenlit. It is called The Pole. It's an animated series, and um, it's got six episodes. It's starring Bobby Moyhan, Gillian uh, Bell, Nicole Byer, Sung Wong Chu, Colin Joyce, Tim Simmons, and Sashia Zamata. Okay, so um, yeah, the gist is after a scandal involving Saint Nick, um, rocks. Rocks the Holly Jolly Foundations of the North Pole. All hell breaks loose as the future of Christmas turns into a twisted power struggle for the red suit. As Nick, the 20th to wear the suit, struggles with the age old question of Naughty V Nice, his wife, Mrs. Claus, aka Gretchen. Works to keep the political machine that is toy production afloat. Hmm, could be fun. Could be fun. Uh, so, um, yeah, HBO. You know, they recently announced that they were gonna have a, uh, you know, a, a, a West Wing special. Um, and uh, they have just announced that it will be airing on the 3rd of November So just before all the craziness starts Now this is interesting Because So the film hasn't even come out yet but HBO Max have already greenlit straight to series a Suicide Squad spin-off TV series. So it's going to be called Peacemaker and um, it's following the John Cena character who will be back to reprise the role for the show. It's going to be 8 episodes and um James Gunn is, uh, yeah, he's involved too. He's going to write the series, executive produce, and direct episodes. So, uh, yeah, kind of crazy, right? No word on, um, you know, how the series is going to kick off or anything like that. Because I guess it might spoil the film. But, uh, yeah, who knows, it's crazy, Gunn put out a statement, the Peacemaker is an opportunity to delve into current world issues through the lens of this superhero, supervillain, and the world's biggest douchebag. I'm excited to expand the Suicide Squad and bring this character from the DC film universe to the full breadth of a series. And of course, to be able to work again with John, Peter and my friends at Warner Brothers is the icing on the cake. So, uh, yeah. Oh, interesting, man. Interesting. And I'm... Finally, so 
There had been a lot of talk of a Rogue One TV series that would um, centre on Cassian Andor, right? Diego Luna's character. And it seems that things are moving forward with that. Unfortunately, Tony Gilroy is no longer going to direct episodes. Well, as of right now. Because Gilroy lives in um, New York And um, yeah, they want to get things moving on the show So um, Toby Haynes has been brought in to, uh, you know, fill Gilroy's boots as it were You know, because Haynes is based in the UK So yeah, does make sense um, so we're being told that Alan Tudyk, Adria Arjana, uh, Denise Goff, Guinevere O'Reilly, Stellan Skarsgård, and Kyle Sola are all gonna be part of the series. It's a spy thriller. Yeah, interesting. I mean, hopefully. It will, um, you know, be able to maintain the, you know, just the quality of the, the film Because, you know, to date, I have to say, it is probably one of my favourite of the Star Wars films It's up there with Empire Strikes Back You know, better than any of those Skywalker blares You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah I, I mean, Gilroy is still going to be involved, right? He's still going to be the executive producer, showrunner, and he's written the shit. So, uh, yeah, fingers crossed, people. But that is us. We will be back next Wednesday, people. So, um, yeah, enjoy the rest of your week. Keep things popping. And, uh, yeah, look after yourselves, motherfuckers. I right, puppets.